Welcome to Tamimi Talks, an insightful podcast series on the latest legal news and developments across the Middle East and North Africa. Thank you, Ustad Halim, for giving us from your valuable time to discuss this afternoon the significant changes introduced by the new labor law, which is promulgated by Sultani Decree Number 53 of 2023. As it is known, the labor law is issued following the perusal of the basic statute, which sets out the basic economic principles, including employment rules, which we touched upon in our last discussion regarding rule of law in Oman. However, and before dwelling on the substantive changes introduced by the new labor law, there have been a lot of discussion and questions, especially on social media around when the new labor law will be effective. And secondly, is there any period during which the parties that are subject to this law will need to comply with and implement its provisions? If you, Mr. Halim, just give us a general overview about those two points that we have mentioned. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ahmed. I'm glad to have this discussion with you. And in fact, I am also glad that the, the new labor law is finally issued. The labor law is effective from 26 July 2023, and employers and employees, they will have a period of six months from the date of issuance to reconcile their position in accordance, in accordance with the labor law. As I have said, very excited because excited of the issuance of the labor law because it has been uh, several years in the making. And finally, it puts an end to a number of speculations and uncertainties that were being debated among the members of the legal community and business community. That's very true, Ustad Halim, especially that, as we understand, the new labor law codified number of judicial judgments and administrative practices practices, and that's, I believe, uh, one of the significant changes introduced by the new law. Uh, in relation to the changes themselves, which is the main subject of this podcast, it is notable that the economic reasons, which was an administrative practice before adopted by the Ministry of Manpower, has been codified in the law and expressly dealt with in specific provisions in the new law. If you kindly take us through this change and its criteria to the extent is it exists. As I mentioned, I mean, it is not something which is totally new. It was there as administrative practice. There was a committee which looked at such applications. Uh, however, now I believe it is decided by the legislature to put it in specific provisions and expressly provided for under the law. That's correct. What's new, Ahmed, is that the labor law clearly codifies this as an acceptable reason for termination of employment. The new labor law defines the economic reason as suffering of financial loss for two consecutive years. It is essential to note that the mere failure to achieve profits or closure of company or activity or branch due to feasibility issues does not qualify as a financial loss. There must be actual financial loss. And uh, with respect to how this works, determination of employment for economic loss, as you correctly stated, will have to be approved by a committee to be established by the Minister of Labor. The committee has to decide 
whether to accept the application or reject it. And if it decides to accept the application, then it has wide discretion to explore certain options to avoid terminating the employment, such as reducing the hours, giving the employees unpaid leave time, uh, and so forth. The decisions of this committee are final unless objected against before the Court of Appeal within 30 days from the date of the decision. That's very clear. So there is still a chance to appeal the decision, isn't it? Correct. Yeah, you can object if the committee decides to, for example, to reject the application. Uh, the employer has the right to object against this decision by filing a grievance before the Court of Appeal within 30 days from the date of the issuance of the decision. Yeah. Given the recent issuance of the a new labor law, it may need, of course, and it would take some time, of course, to see to what extent the court may accept such appeal and to what extent and grounds that, that over to overrule such decisions. So it is a matter of time here in order to have a much clearer view and, and test around the applications of those provisions. In the same context, Mr. Halim, the new law has listed number of ground, which is again, I think, a new article which wasn't there in the old article, based on which the termination would be considered discriminatory, which is wrongful. What's your reading of this article and how it is linked to Article 43 under the new law, which was previously Article 40, as you know, and if we look at the articles, we can see that the articles, they are not in the, in the same order, um, and it might be they, they are under different sections. So uh, the, the termination itself, how, I mean, could be viewed, and what are the grounds that are listed for the, the wrongful termination uh, and the applicability of Article 43? Uh very good question, Ahmed. For the first time, the labor law in Oman provides certain uh, instances in which the termination of, of employment is considered arbitrary. These instances are listed in Article 12, as you stated, uh, which if the employee decides to terminate an employee on the basis of gender or region, color, language, or religion, or association with a labor union, or if the employee file a complaint against the employer, or if the employer terminates the employee for disciplinary actions without uh, giving due care to the obligations and provisions of this law, or if the employee was absent from work due to being detained with authorities, then in these situations, the law clearly states that the termination is arbitrary. The termination of employment for determination of employment uh, on the basis of all Article 40, uh, in which an employee, an employer has the right to terminate the employment without notice and end of service gratuity, remains unchanged, largely unchanged, with the exception of adding adding or removing two things, uh, the situations remain unchanged. However, for Article 43, 
now the employer has the right to terminate uh, employment in certain conditions. These conditions could be debatable. Uh, it's not as clear as Article 12. So if the employee is not happy with the termination, he has the right to, he can go and file case against the employer. The court may find that the termination is unjustified. One of these is that the employee, the employee reaches the, the age of retirement or if the employer decides to terminate the employment on the basis of the harmonization plan, or if the employee fails to reach the required level of competency, which you, know, you could say, in other words, this is termination for poor performance, or if the employee becomes redundant. In the situation of poor performance and redundancy, here that there are certain conditions that will have to be met, one of which is that a notification will have to be given to the Ministry of Labor three months in advance of the termination. And for the poor performance, the employee will have to clearly be given the reasons on which the employer considers him to be failing to reach the, le the required level of competency and should be given period of not less than six months to reach the required level. If the employee fails during this period to reach the required level, then the employer may terminate the employment relationship. Thank you, Saad Harim. And from the answer, it seems the case that there are a number of procedures and timeline that would need to be complied with. I mean, with the changes, those procedures and timeline will need to be observed by the employer whenever it makes any decisions. You have highlighted the redundancy, which has been of a great debate before, whether it is a ground for termination or not. And as I understand from your answer, it could be one of the grounds for the termination. And you gave an example of closures, bankruptcy, or any other reasons which may amount to fair termination under the new law. Is it the case? That's right. Redundancy now is a recognized reason for termination. However, it should be noted that if the redundancy is going to end, going to result in mass termination, there are additional requirements that employers will have to comply with and observe. Thank you. Shad Halim, that leads again us to possibly one of the relevant points, which is non-compete closes its a problematic area under the old law, which had been uh, of a great debate that non-compete clauses and whether they need to be included in the employment contract or not. And if it is included, to what extent can be relied upon by the employer against the employee? And in this respect, to what extent this point has been dealt with under the new law? And is there a requirement now to include it in the employment contract or is it automatic right that can be exercised by the employers? Interestingly, the new labor law deals with this issue in two, two aspects. The first aspect it clearly prohibits the employee from competing or engaging any activity that is similar to that of the employer during the validity of the employment contract. So it's clear that now the employee is under an obligation not to compete with his employer during the validity of the contract. 
The second aspect is that now employer and employee may agree on non-competition clause, whether that is during the contract or after the conclusion of the, after the execution of the contract. As you correctly stated, there are certain conditions will have to be met. The agreement shall not exceed two years and it should be restricted to the geographical jurisdiction where the employer undertakes its business. And the compensation, if agreed in that agreement, should not be cumbersome or exaggerated. If the compensation is exaggerated and it could be seen that the employer objective from putting the agreement is to prohibit the employee from working, such exaggeration may render the non-compete clause invalid. Thank you. Thank you, Ustad Halim. That's very clear and it answers specifically the points raised. I believe there are a number of other changes brought by the new law. That's, of course, including the leaves as well and the incorporation of a complete chapter that regulates settlement of collective labor disputes, strikes, and, and lookouts, lookouts. I will be very happy, of course, to discuss that in another session. Due to the timing of this session, I would like to thank you, Ustad Haneen, for your insight, which reflects, of course, the great experience you have been practicing here before Oman courts and advising a number of companies internationally, regionally, and locally. Thank you very much. And I look forward, of course, to having more discussions with you around labor law and other laws in Oman. Oh, thank you, Ahmed, for your kind words. And as usual, I'm always I'm happy to have uh, this kind of discussions with you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Tamimi Talks. Stay updated with all the latest legal news and developments on our social media channels.